Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. And welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 52, The Next Right Thing. 52, y'all, did you guys hear that? 52, that's 52 weeks in a row of episodes rolling out for you to help you on your own journey through breast cancer. That is every week for an entire higher year. This makes my heart smile so big that I can just hardly contain it. It has been my pleasure bringing you educational, inspirational, and authentic episodes and efforts to help you better weather that breast cancer storm of your own. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the next right thing. What exactly does that mean? How can it empower us further and change not only our lives, but those around us? How can it help our communities, our nation, and the world? And it all starts with small steps and a big heart. And here's the backdrop. As I've journeyed through my own breast cancer storm, you guys got to hear that through all of the episodes that I've put together for you as far as bits and pieces about my own story and journey and things that I've learned along the way. But let's take a peek at what's been happening more recently in the news in our world and how it too has had an effect on all of us. The coronavirus, when it breached our shores and quarantines ensued in efforts to help flatten the curve as we keep hearing, people found creative ways to stay connected, to learn, to find that hope that we want so desperately to find, to find that light in the midst of the darkness. Community and that human spirit, together they're amazing, and we can achieve great things despite something so terrible and so hard. So my birthday's in in March, and this year it fell in the midst of this corona chaos and quarantine Two years prior to this, my birthday present was, I was given radiation. That was my birthday present in 2018. But in March 2020, it was quarantine. But this is something that we were all faced with. And we were all faced with this uncertainty, not knowing what was to come as this new virus began to attack people across the entire world. And much like cancer doesn't discriminate, this virus wasn't either. We were all urged to stay home in efforts to help flatten the curve in order to give our doctors and nurses a fighting chance to help prevent our healthcare systems from failing. And fear began to roll through the community and through the nation and the entire world. Fear because this is real and legit. It was happening. This fear was crossing 
barriers of so many what ifs. What if this? What if that? And it's hard to plan for uncertainty. We as human beings like to have control and y'all know that is my word. And I have had a really hard time wrestling with control and my own cancer journey as well. Nevertheless, on a larger scale, looking at all of the population and what we are facing with this coronavirus, fear was at play. Anxiety became on steroids and it was amplified by the sheer number of people who were affected because we were all affected in one way or another. If the virus didn't affect us personally, maybe it had an impact on somebody that we loved. And even still, if we were blessed enough to not have it touch our immediate family, maybe it was a neighbor or somebody in our community. And even still, every single one of us had something out of the norm happen. Our lives got flipped upside down. Schools across the nation began to close. Well, for how long? Restaurants, barbershops, bars, everything closed. Major companies, they even closed their doors, sending employees to work from home. Parents became homeschool teachers for the new age of remote learning. People were trying to learn new techniques and ways to stay connected via programs like Zoom or Skype and learning to access them, having never done it before, and trying to laugh along the way because you got to laugh where you can. But things got canceled. Concerts, races, events, gatherings, neighborhood Easter celebrations, sports practices. Y'all, March Madness! College basketball, NCAA tournament, it got canceled. Everything was seriously flipped upside down on its head. And every human being was having to learn to adjust to this crazy, uncertain times and this new set of normal. And in the process of not knowing exactly what was to come, anxiety and fear revved up when more and more cases began to get reported. And when the death toll continued to rise, when our own communities began to get hit, when someone we knew became ill, it intensified even more. That fear of the unknown, of the illness itself, of the prospects of dying, of coming face to face with our own mortality, it grew. Fear of all the other consequences began to join in that chaos too. What are the economic implications going to be? Are people going to lose their jobs? And if so, what about health care? What if I'm going through cancer treatment? What then? How at risk am I? Can I protect myself? Can I protect my family? And God forbid somebody that I love does die and funerals are restricted in the number of attendees. What, what happens then? Am I able to leave my house if there's a, a mandatory stay-at-home shelter in place? What do you do then? And all these and, 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 andas race through our minds. What if, what if, what if? And the anxiety and the fear gets compounded and compounded and everybody is living on this element of edge and trying still to let our humanity shine through and to find that light in the midst of the darkness. Something that I've learned, or yeah, Okay, I've 
been learning. This is a process and I am certainly not proficient at this skill. At any rate, my walk through cancer has been teaching me that infamous let go of what you can't control and focus on what you can. That is a pretty tall order when anxiety steals the reins. Still, it is a powerful life lesson. It helps us recognize our humanity and focusing on the next right thing is something that we can do. That is something that we can have control over. And there is incredible power in that. There is hope wound up in it. And that is where we will see resilience. That is where we will see change. While my family and I were sequestered away from the world, we treated ourselves to Disney+. Plus. Part of my birthday package at home fun present here was snuggling down with the family, grabbing our popcorn M&Ms together because that's a great combination, don't knock it, and watching Disney movies on the new Disney Plus that we spoiled ourselves with. And one night, we sat down to watch Frozen 2. I'm behind the curve. I should have watched it a long time ago when it came out because it was an amazing, amazing movie. But we watched it in our family room, snuggled up in this coronacation. And I hadn't seen it before, and I fell in love with this movie. Y'all, I am, I'm a huge Anna fan. Like, she's my hero here. I want to be her. She is spirited and funny and determined, and she lived through countless hardships. And although she was scared when she went in Frozen 1, when she was scared and she went and, and tried to find her sister, she mustered up courage and did what she needed to do anyhow, despite having been a little afraid. And in Frozen 2, this same bold and beautiful character, these traits of her still emerged. But what stood out the most in this movie for me was a song that she sang called The Next Right Thing. Anna, the character, sung by Kristen Bell. The song was written by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. And these lyrics, y'all, they are genius. The imagery from the movie was chillingly close to my own emotional cancer experiences. And similarly still to those emotions felt across the world when the coronavirus pandemic became our new reality. So here's the scene. In Frozen 2, Anna is in this cave and she's grieving for a loss. A loss that makes her feel weak and unable to rise. Oh, Anna. Girl, I have been there. I know that floor. I know that isolation. I know the loss of hope and I know that daunting darkness. And I, I still tremor and tear up at the mere thought of this memory. But in the scene, in the movie, Anna slowly finds her feet beneath her. And all the while, she's singing this remarkable song about how all she can ask of herself in that moment, in that one moment, is to do that next right thing. And she inches her way forward. Oh gosh, y'all, as I watched her slowly moving through that darkness, I was reminded of something that I come to say quite often. 
when people would come to me and talk about their own journeys through cancer, I would remind them baby steps. Baby steps are still steps and they count. And y'all, that is exactly what Anna was doing. Baby steps. She kept moving. Don't give up. I found myself when watching this particular scene, I found myself holding my breath while I cheered her on. I was feeling her sorrow. Yet somehow I still knew that if she just kept moving, she'd somehow be okay. So I'm like, I'm like, holding it all together, going, come on, Anna, you can do it. But oh my gosh, I get where you're coming from. I know you don't want to move, but oh, if you just take one more step, just one step's all you get to do. And that's exactly what this song is singing about while she's doing that. And then Anna finally climbs out of the cave and the sun hits her. And I felt like this exact same way when it was more or less the dawn of my survivorhood. When I crossed that threshold and I became no evidence of disease, it's almost like, now what? I should be done. I should be normal, right? I'm, I'm fine. But no, as soon as Anna breaks away from that cave and the light hits her, Anna nails it. She, the, these lyrics are so spot on. She sings, quote, these are the lyrics. They go, and with it done, what comes then? when it's clear that everything will never be the same again, then I'll make the choice to hear that voice and do the next right thing. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's not just those lyrics, but it's the way the character was moving and and the expression that she sang them with. When she says that part about when it's clear that that everything will never be the same. It's almost like this, oh my gosh, this panic, this, I can't believe this, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm just filled with this overwhelming emotion of, I don't have my life anymore. This is totally different. And then it goes, well, basically, then what? And then she pulls herself together and is much more composed and focused, and you can see her go, okay, I'm gonna do just the next right thing. These lyrics, they're just, they're genius. And coupled with that imagery, it was echoing the song of my own life through cancer. And I think that that can also be appreciated here with the pandemic of the coronavirus as well. I love Anna. Like I said, I want to be her. And the next right thing, that is exactly what we need. That is how we move forward. That is how we rise when we don't know the way. That's how we find ourselves. It's how we make a difference. That's how we survive cancer. That's how we learn to love and accept our new selves on that other side. And like I said, that's how we're going to make it through the corona pandemic as well. We just do that next right thing. Okay, so what the heck does that mean? What is the next right thing? What, what are we talking about here? Well, let's take a look at that on two different fronts here on cancer and on the corona pandemic. The next right thing with cancer, that could be you choosing to go to the doctor, choosing to walk through whatever treatment plan you lay out with your physicians, what is in your best interest, deciding, and then walking through that walk. That's a choice. And taking one of them one step at a time is walking through that. It's doing the next right thing. What's another next right thing? You can pick up the phone and you can reach out for help, set yourself up an appointment with a therapist, call a friend, 
You can journal. You can take yourself a bubble bath. You can listen to music. You can go for a walk. You can sign up for a race that's raising money and fundraise so that other women can have it even easier. These are all little things that you can do that you have control over. And you don't have to tackle everything immediately. You just do one thing at a time. The next thing, the next step, baby steps still count. Okay, flipping it over. What do we have going on in the world right now? The coronavirus. What is the next right thing? Well, it might be staying home. Just don't go anywhere. Yes, our lives have flipped upside down, but roll with it. Stay at home. Help your kids with remote learning. Don't buy up all that toilet paper for heaven's sakes. Don't do it out of fear. You get what you need. And maybe even shop for the elderly so that they don't have to go in. But not to panic purchase. That's not helping us. Choose the next right thing. Maybe one day the next right thing is just simply sharing some of those insanely hilarious memes and spreading about some of the laughter and cheer. Maybe it's making masks for doctors and nurses. Maybe it's doing a collection of canned goods. Maybe it's singing out of your balcony like the Italians did. That human spirit again, y'all, it is indeed beautiful. And in the times of great darkness, we can rise, we can shine, we can tap into that inner humanity, that love and that hope that we have and that we want to share with the world. Those are the next right things. Those are the next things that we can do. The next right thing is undoubtedly what we need. It's what we as individuals need, our community needs, the nation needs, and the world needs as well. It's what helps you. It helps us all. It makes a huge difference. And it's with lots of individual steps, with lots of people making all of those individual steps. And here's a question that may help you get there. And I know I too have been pondering this. And I have said before, therapy's taught me this, um, breast cancer may be part of our stories, but it doesn't define who we are either. And in previous episodes, I have made reference to the whole cookie dough batter and that you'll never see me eating a raw egg. That's disgusting. No, thank you. But I'm not defined by that raw egg alone, nor am I defined by those yummy, yummy, sweet chocolatey chip morsels. Nope. I'm not just these good, sweet moments alone, nor the icky ones. I am it all combined. I am that whole cookie dough batter, and that's something that I would gobble up. I would eat every bit of that cookie dough. And that's how we all are. These parts of us are just that. They are part of us. They don't define who we are. And interesting, before cancer, I was all this one way. And then as Anna sings as she climbs out of the cave, knowing that it's never going to be the same. Yes. Oh my God. I get you. I get that. I will never be the person that I was prior to cancer. I never will. And as much as after cancer, who am I? I've done a ton of this breast cancer advocacy. I put together this podcast. I have a website. I go and I talk to people both on an individual and a group basis. And this has become a huge part of who I am and what I want to do to help brighten the world a little bit as well. And I like to think that in some small way, it will continue to make a difference. 
But still, those pieces of who I am is not my entire identity either. It's part of me. Those are the chocolate tips, right? But it it alone doesn't define who I am either. The question to ultimately ask ourselves is, who am I outside of breast cancer? I think that this corona pandemic, however awful and however dark and however terrifying and scary and overwhelming that it may be, it could be an opportunity for us to greet our true selves. Who are we? What kind of people are we going to choose to be? What steps do we make next? What is our next right thing? And as the lyrics go in the song from Frozen 2 that Anna sings, The Next Right Thing, the lyrics go, break it down to this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make. So I'll walk through this night, stumbling blindly towards the light, and do the next right thing. For me, here's what I plan on for the moment. I'm going to spend this summer focusing on my family and on my community. I'm going to edit my manuscript. I'm going to iron out the plans for my next outreach idea. Stay tuned for details on that later. And I'm going to help my community and other needs that they may have and may be experiencing as well. That's where I'm going to shift my focus and working on uncovering, exploring, and accepting every bit of that cookie dough batter that makes me. Those are my next right things. I encourage you to ask yourself that question. What is your next right thing going to be? I've enjoyed my time with y'all. I truly appreciate you listening to all these episodes that I've put together for you. And I want each and every one of you to know that I am here to listen to you. If you need an ear and whenever you need an ear, you can find me through my website, togetherweweather.org. And I will be back in the near future. But for now, I'm going to lean in on my next right thing. Please share this podcast with those who may benefit from hearing our episodes as well. I hope that they've helped you along the way of your own journey. And again, remember that you are never, ever alone. You don't have to do this alone, even if you have to be the one to walk. And remember, together we weather this storm. You are never alone.